Greetings to you churches. Greetings to those joining us elsewhere. You're all very welcome. This is Colin, and we have our, our podcast for the 15th Sunday after Pentecost. We're now going into the, the autumn, I think, though this week there's been some brilliant weather. A um, lot of intimations. Do have a look at the, the website and, and read them all. But this on Sunday we're having the ordination of three new elders. That's Catherine Mabin and Ray Redpath and John Stobart. So we'll be having services in Yetham and then in, in Morbato so that everyone can see them. And then at two o'clock on Sunday, there'll be a, a Songs of Praise at the, the Square in Kelso. Again, hoping that the weather will be nice for that. That's at 2, 2 p.m., the Square in Kelso. There'll be a session meeting a week on, on, well, on Monday night. It's Monday the 11th. Um, and articles for the Cheviot magazine should be in by the 22nd of September. Next Sunday, I'll be walking the Kilt Walk, and Arthur and Kathleen will be taking the services at Yetam and in Warbato. And, and maybe because of that, there, there may not be a, a podcast next Sunday. I think these are all the, the intimations, our call to worship. We gather to worship God, to be reminded of hope, to be built up in love, and to step out together on the way of Jesus. Our first hymn is 137, All Things Bright and Beautiful. And let us pray. In gardens and bushland and mountains and oceans, we see the signs that God is with us. In the faces of people whom God so loves, we see the signs that God is with us. When the poor and abused are heard and raised, 
we see the signs that God is with us. In our brokenness, there's hope of wholeness. In our emptiness, there is hope of fullness. In our darkness, there is hope of light. In our doubt, there is gift of faith. Gracious and loving God, we give you thanks for your presence in our lives. And we praise your name and lift up our voices to you. God of majesty and mercy, although Christ offers us peace, we confess that we are a people divided. We harbor fears and jealousy, which set neighbor against neighbor, nation against nation. We pursue profit and pleasures, which harm creation and the well-being of the less privileged. Have mercy upon us, O God. Set us free from our old ways to serve you as agents of your reconciling love in Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul challenges us to lay aside actions and deeds that distance us from God and from one another and to put on the armor of light. Let us know that we are a forgiven people by God's grace. And so let us be at peace with God and ourselves and one another. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. We turn to the letter to the Romans, chapter 13, and read from verse 8. Let no doubt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For he who loves his fellow man has fulfilled the law. The commandments do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not covet, and whatever other commandments there may be are summed up in this one rule. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to its neighbor. Therefore, love is a fulfillment of the law. And do this understanding the present time. There has come for you to wake up from your slumber. Because our salvation is nearer now than we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of the light. Amen. And we turn to the Gospel of Matthew. We've been going through Matthew. And we read from chapter 18 and from verse 15. If your brother sins against you, go and show him his fault. Just between the two of you. If he listens to you, you've won your brother over. But if you not listen, take one or two others along, that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, treat him as you would a pagan or a tax collector. I tell you the truth, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And again, I tell you that if two or three on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. 
for where two or three come together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Amen. And God bless these readings from God's holy word. All praise be to God's name. The hymn 543, Longing for Light. And um, our weekly prayer, everlasting God, Lord of compassion and gracious understanding, thank you for your promise to be with us when we gather in Jesus' name. Help us to love one another and so fulfill the law. Enable us to keep the promises we have made. And so as we go out this coming week, show us more of the life you have designed especially for us to live. Amen. If something is broken, what do you do? It may be that you go out and buy a new and better model, or it could be that you try to repair it. And certainly these days, people seem to be more interested in repairing it. And we've seen an interest in programs like the repair shop on television. People using their skills to mend things. And sometimes it just needs a needle and thread, even some blue tag, some sellotape. Sometimes it needs something more specialised. This week we've been hearing about the threat for schools and other public buildings because of weakened concrete. And that will take something more specialised to sort out. And maybe even a decision to repair or to demolish and rebuild the same with our bodies. I'll be going the kilt walk next week and if I get a blister I know what to do. I'll, I'll be carrying some compede and put the plaster over where it hurts. Equally if we break a limb we know that our, our leg our arm will be in plaster for some weeks but it'll repair eventually. But what about relationships? 
there it becomes more difficult when relationships go wrong, when we argue and say words that are difficult to take back, simply just fall out with someone. How do we repair the damage? And and that's where our our gospel reading addresses, what our, our, our gospel reading addresses today. God calls us to live together peaceably with one another so we can work together to support each other, to build a better world. Paul, in his letter to the Romans, suggests that all the commandments are summed up and love our neighbor as ourselves. Though that rather assumes that we love ourselves, and sadly these days, some people don't love themselves. But Matthew dwells in difficulties within the church community where there are disagreements and tries to show how to resolve them. Now, in the epistles, we see that often in the early church, there were tensions and quarrels and congregations. Some people felt themselves above some of the others who were there, looked down upon them. And as such, they were being human. And Matthew was talking about something universal, that people don't get on sometimes. And that affects a Christian community as much as other places. I know when I was a student, I went to Israel for a year before going to study divinity in in Edinburgh. And the church had a centre there in the north in Tiberias, a church, a bookshop, a guest house to welcome pilgrims. This was in the, the early 80s. There was a minister, a warden, an assistant warden, and then several of our, us as volunteers taking time out for whatever reason, spending time in the Holy Land. I thought it would be wonderful to live together in community with fellow Christians, that all would be love, all would be harmony. But the reality soon hit me that as Christians we are human and tensions and jealousies existed just as much as anywhere else. It's always been like that. Today we're going to ordain new elders. In the past, instead of getting your cheviot magazines, the elder would give you a token but only if you were deemed worthy enough to receive communion. Thankfully, we're away from these more judgmental days, but some churches still practice that with relish. When I was in Zambia, churches often would bring names of especially young people before the elders, and some would be suspended though often they would overlook more mature people who'd maybe done something wrong in another way. It could be dangerous. The Jehovah's Witness are famous for shunning people who stray from their code. Other religions do the same. And yes, we need to have standards and need to put aside the deeds of darkness and don the armour of the light as Paul puts it to the Romans but also to realise that we all fall short and we're pardoned by God's wonderful 
amazing grace. And that means we can all live as children of the light. Yes, there are situations we need to have resolved pastorally. And Matthew provides a framework for that. I found myself in a congregation split down the middle and needing to call on place of hope, which works in conflict resolution. And, and through dialogue, just over a few months, that congregation was brought together again was able to move forward to be the people of God in that place. Equally in South Africa, after apartheid, there was no bloodbath, but rather the Truth and Reconciliation Committee Commission confronted issues head on to bring about some resolution. But her gospel reading finishes with these, that marvellous verse, where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I with them. And where God is, there is love. Where God is, there's a desire to work together, to build a world of peace. A world where hard talking sometimes needs to be done, but where reconciliation, cooperation are always possible. As we ordain our new elders, we pray that they will be motivated to act in love and live by the kingdom values as they seek to be used by God who has called them and God promises to be with them. And so it is with all of us. God is with us and will never desert us. And God seeks us ever to inspire us to live out our lives as people of God in this place. Amen. And the hymn 500, Lord of Creation. Let us pray. Gracious God, may the money we offer and the gifts that you've given us for using your service be a blessing to our community in your name. Lord Jesus, you promise that where two or three are gathered in your name, you're there among them. And so we pray to you in faith. We pray for the life of your church, holding before you the life of the, the whole Church of Scotland, of our own congregation here in this place. Teach us the meaning of love, that we truly love one another. May radiate your love to those around. 
in a world of division and conflict, show us how to live in unity with those who are different from ourselves. And fill your church with hope and faith and love that your glory may be revealed through our lives. We pray for the needs of the world, for the victims of war and conflict, Ukraine and Israel and Palestine, and the many forgotten conflicts in our world. We pray for hope and wisdom, compassion and lasting peace. Pray for all who are making a new beginning in their lives. Pray for your calming presence and guiding hands upon them. Bless our communities, Lord, and for all who live and work here, that your grace may be shown in neighbourly love. We pray for people who are in special need, those who are ill, those we know who are struggling, all who are grieving the death of a loved one, and those whose concerns are in our thoughts today as we pray for them in silence. Shine your light on them all, we pray, in the name of Christ, who hears our prayers. Amen. And our closing hymn is a hymn 511, Your Hand, O God, Has Guided.
And now go, strengthen to live your faith as a church in the world and to dwell with each other in community. And may the blessing of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you and be with all whom you love this day and even forevermore. Amen.